Welcome to a new, very special edition, very techie edition of Crawling Mondays that is dedicated to HSEO, implementing technical SEO changes through CDNs directly. In order to cover this topic, I invited today two founders, owners of tools that allow us to do this. On one hand, Hamlet Batista is the CEO at Ramses. On the other hand, Dan Taylor, head of research and development at Salt. Salt is the owner of Sloat, that is also an HSEO tool. Just to start with the topic a little bit, HSEO, right? How did you start that with it, right? How do you start it with your tools? And what would you say that are the main advantages that you have found through your tools with your clients? As I'm, yeah, as I said, we've been credited with coining the term, although being honest, the practice was around a long time before then. Um, we kind of came across it a few years ago. So Reza, who's one of the co-founders of Sol, is a software developer by trade. And we used to do things on the old AWS Lambda servers. And then really through necessity, we started to find issues with, as platforms were growing, becoming more complex, people wanting to move platforms, say from like Git pages through to like WordPress, just little things which were never really mainstream SEO considerations, like Git pages, not being able to support redirects, for example. So we just decided, well, the way of the solution around that was to do it through um, Cloudflare workers at the time, which had only just come out, to be honest, when we started using it for that. Um, and then other use cases where SEO and the technical side of it hadn't been a consideration early as businesses went out on their digital journeys. Um, for example, setting up 14 different websites with different TLDs for international on separate platforms, separate servers, separate teams, and trying to coordinate hreflang across them in the traditional sense was like trying to herd cats. So makes sense just to have them all under one master cloud flare and then map the hreflang. The scenario that you found initially is like, yeah, you cannot implement directly the, the technical configurations, redirects, hreflang annotations. So you came up with the idea, oh, maybe we're able to use Cloudflare workers for, for them, isn't it? Yeah. So Cloudflare workers is one example. So essentially it's it's changing the origin response code from a server through that middleware layer to inject, change, modify, remove, transform an aspect of that code so that when it is rendered by the browser, by the search engine, by the user, the code element is there. So it bypasses the need, or in, in, in certain cases and edge cases where it's used, it bypasses the need to affect the origin um, and it can be done almost on the fly through the middleware, through the worker code. We were using it initially for things like dynamic title tags, especially when companies have uh, sort of price pages, which the price changes on depending on the feeds, like OTAs in the travel industry, for example. Um, but then the, the more large-scale uses were things like redirects to migrations, uh, hreflang implementations, and then even methods to do a pseudo-log collection on platforms like Salesforce and now Shopify, as you can go Orange Cloud on Shopify and actually do Edge SEO, so to speak, on those platforms. Um, just ways of doing the job just in a slightly different way where platform or dev restrictions wouldn't allow us previously. Excellent. Interesting. Hamlet, in your case, is your journey similar, a little bit different? Yeah, my journey is a little, a little bit different, but I think that uh, the easiest way to explain it that I found when I explain it to people is 
it's, it's like a Google Tag Manager for SEO, right? So when people think about it, right, all this stuff, you know, no middleware and all that stuff, because I find it really hard for people to grasp it when you start talking technical terms. But when you use something that they're familiar, look, you know, Google Tag Manager, what do you use Google Tag Manager for? Oh, as a marketer, you embed all these scripts and you can manage them and you don't have to rely on developers. So that's kind of like the thing, you know, you don't have to rely on developers you could argue also that you can also use Google Tag Manager for that matter to also inject many of Yes, them. so let me tell you the difference, right? Because a lot of the, the agencies that we work with, they are they they immediately get it because they're already trying to do it with Tag Manager. You can do it with Tag Manager, but what are the what are the problems with Tag Manager? What are the limitations? What are the pros and cons of using Tag Manager versus using you know, uh, rankings or sloth that are in the CDN is that we're able to make the changes. The only difference is that we're able to make the changes before the page loads. Mm -hmm. So that's a big difference because you have to wait for the page to load for Tag Manager to do the make the changes and execute the JavaScript. But as you can imagine, right, there is a lot of problems with JavaScript. If there is problems with JavaScript, right, there is going to be also problems with Tag Manager implementations that rely on JavaScript to inject SEO changes. Even though it's able to, you're able to do that, that's one problem. The other problem is really interesting with the Tag Manager implementation, which is you, you, you know, typically you're talking about big enterprises and you say, oh, you, there is a person that owns the Tag Manager responsibility. And that person is trained for the Tag Manager for one specific use case, which is to manage the scripts. When you tell them that they're also going to be managing SEO, they say, absolutely not. Of course. So that's what you have to understand that there's the nuances when you're, when you're talking about the, the, the Google Tag Manager implementation and actually having the same tag management in the edge, on the, on the CDN. Plus also that in the edge and the CDN, you can do uh, redirects, you can modify headers, you can modify URLs. You have much more flexibility to implement all the type of configurations. Although yeah. you can argue that the that additional having that additional layer over what you actually manage on uh, control directly on on your platform is also not ideal. As it is not ideal to rely on Google Tech Manager because it can get easily out of hand. Right? I understand that you provide a good monitoring system to offer people to stay in control of what is actually shown to to the Google bot and, and avoid that it goes out of hand quite easily because that is, I, I imagine, right? Like most of the concerns that uh, some, somebody can have, like with Google Tag Manager, even if you don't have that additional complexity of having to wait for Google to render the JavaScript or execute the JavaScript, it's, it still feels that you're not necessarily in control as when you have access to directly modify the source of the configuration in your own platform, right? How, how do you handle that? Or how, how, how do you tackle that with your tools? Yeah, so I, I I'll tell you that everything has pros and cons, right? So, and it depends on what is your pain point, what is your use case, what is it that you're trying to accomplish, right? And what is actually the return on the on the time and investment, right? So ideally, the optimal scenario is that the websites, they don't even need to be touched because they're perfect, right? And also, the site wouldn't change either, 
right? But that, that's what I'm saying, right? So, yeah. and they wouldn't change either, right? So that this that the owners of the website wouldn't be making changes, breaking things that were already working before, right? So that's what I'm saying. That's the ideal scenario. So, the scenario that we have, right? That's not the case, right? The website there always changes. Google is making changes. The website owners are making changes. Things are changing. So you have to address those problems. So what are the options that you have, right? The option is that you want to make changes, right? The the obvious the obvious uh, drawback of a you know edge tool that is making changes is that you turn off the CDN, you know, you turn off the vendor, you lose the changes. It's simple as that, right? You have the changes on your website, you don't lose them. But to make the changes, to put the changes on your site, you have to invest the money in the developer's hours to make those changes. When you make a lot of changes, not all of those changes, if your goal is to drive up traffic and revenue, it's not going to be 100% of the changes, especially the best practices one, are going to result in improvement, right? So that's how, how, that's how we present our solution. Look, you know, from a cost-saving perspective, this is your alternative. Here's this beautiful, massive audit from Alita. You're going to spend all these hours and put it in place, and you're going to see a massive lift, but it's not because of every single thing that she implemented. It's because a fraction of that. You use an SEO tool and you implement all these recommendations at a fraction of the time and cost because you don't have to involve developers. And now you learn from the changes that you implemented, which ones drove the improvement. And now you have a fraction of the changes that you're going to pass to your development team. And that fraction of the changes, you have guaranteed in return on your investment. And that, if you think about what are the implications for that, that your, your dev team are going to love you because you're saying, look, you're going to implement this stuff. I already vet, vetted that stuff, but it's going to work. It's not going to be a waste of your time. What are you gonna, when you show them that it's going to be a waste of your time, they're going to push it to the top of the queue, right? But if you just say, here's the, all this stuff from LA that awesome, she's amazing. But they're like, okay, 100 things you know, that I have to do. Yeah, she's amazing, but I don't know whether all that stuff is going to be effective. So I'll push it later because I have some other stuff that I, that I need to do. Because I don't know up front whether that's going to be beneficial. No, but now right? I, love, I love that approach because then what you're saying is that you can use uh, HSEO implementations for those, for example, implementations that you know that will be much more complex to implement sometimes by the development team. But you can go and implement them right away there to show them that the impact of what it will what it will mean to yeah implement it in like exactly. like on the actual platform so it's exactly. much more exactly. at some point and consistent and, and better integrated at some point so you can um, accelerate the, the implementation process like this and then avoid the bottleneck also of of the development with the bottleneck and everything and that's what I, exactly that's what I tell you that it depends on what is in this case right another use case you know that I think is uh, the main focus of Sloth and, and, and Dan is a lot of platforms are not able to do stuff, right? So you have, you know, can do a structured data, can do this, can do that. That's a fantastic use case. And you say, look, you, you, it's, you don't have any other option because your platform doesn't allow you to make this type of change. And this is a beneficial change that you have to do. And that's what I tell you, it depends on what is it that you're trying to accomplish because some some platforms are outdated, you know, you know, banks and all this 
type of businesses, they don't have any other option but to make those changes in the CDM because it will be too expensive for them to upgrade the platform. You're talking about upgrading from IBM Westphere 6 to wait, you know, it's going to be, you're talking about millions of dollars. In which scenarios you will say that this is not the way to go or it doesn't make sense or might not necessarily be the best, the best scenario to move forward with HSEO? I mean, for that, it kind of goes twofold. So if your platform can support everything, you have development swim lanes and you're able to implement and own everything quickly, then it logically makes sense to own everything on a single stack and not spread equity across things and introduce technical debt. Um, as kind of um, problems could, not all, even modern platforms don't have that as a actual propensity to achieve. I see Edge SEO very much as being an enabler as opposed to a direct go-to. Yeah, it, it's a very cool tech, it's a very helpful tech, but if, if, it, if literally every, if that's the only option to get something actioned, which will either prove a business case, stop a business hemorrhaging traffic, stop a business hemorrhaging money, and that change can get it done quicker than the dev scan, or at a lower cost than the dev scan, yes. If a straight go-to, which I do see some people use, and this has been an, an issue, uh, a concern expressed to me on Twitter by other people as well, that if the first thought is to go to, oh, I'll just do the redirects on the edge. Um, I'll just use Cloudflare workers, my Edge workers, Fastly, and Lambda Edge. If the first thought is to go do that, and not actually say, well, I can manage using the HD access file and upload it and do it in the same amount of time, that for me is more of a process issue. Um, the other time where I also see Edge SEO, Edge SEO and Edge Transformation having issues is when developers and the actual infrastructure owners and the stakeholders there aren't included in the same conversations because, yes, part of it is that we bypass development, bypass development queues, but very much developers need to be a part of the conversation because they're still going to be making pushes, they're still going to be making changes, and if we're modifying their origin server, their origin push through the CDN, they're going to potentially introduce, well, we're going to introduce conflicts, we're going to introduce bugs, and we're just going to complicate the whole situation further. So it very much for me needs to be a conversation for the same stakeholders and let them understand what we're doing. Similar to what Hamlet said, but introducing HFLang might be development cost of X, resource time of X. We can do it quicker through this way. In eight months' time, if you've got chance to implement it that way, great. If not, we can cover it for eight months, prevent the business from losing out on potential traffic, revenue, etc. We specifically try to avoid UX specific changes. So there are changes to the website that belong on the CMS, right? So there are, for example, navigational changes, you know, URL, massive URL structure changes. So there are changes that you make on the website, you know, that you have to make for to improve the user experience. We try to skip those changes because um, we think those belong on the website. You know, it's just something that you need. Now, separate from that is if you're doing uh, A-B testing, right? So you're trying ideas, right? Uh, you know, you see all the announcers files there also have a CDN tool that is specialized in that, right? So there are also other use cases which are not necessarily things that you are going to change the more that you're trying to learn whether those are good ideas that way you're trying to experiment and learn whether these hypotheses are valid or not right so those are things that you that you know might make sense to do with that 
in terms of UX, you know, and SEO, right? To start wrapping up, what would you say that we haven't yet covered and you think that is super important that people know about this, right? Because it's, it's still something relatively new. More and more and more people are becoming aware of, for example, Cloudflare, and it's very easy to use and it's even free in, in for mm -hmm. certain scenarios, right? So I think that the barrier, that the entry barrier is getting lower in order to take advantage of this type of technology, right? But is there anything that you think that is important that, that people, companies who are looking into opportunities, possibilities regarding HSU know? From. Yeah, I will, close, I will close with saying that in, in that uh, we haven't talked about automation. So automation is something that this enables. So for us, doing these edge changes is a first phase. It's a stepping stone into being able to add the automation layer because once you have the changes so easy to make in the in the cloud in CDN. It allows for the automation. You see all the stuff that I do in Python and all the initiatives on Python. That stuff that you can automate in Python, you make it very easy. If you're generating a lot of title tags, for example, I wrote an article. Now you have all these title tags that you automatically generate it, and then you can publish them on the CDN, learn if they're effective, and then see, wow, this, this automated experiment that I didn't have to type manually actually performed better or worse than I thought. Right. So that is something that I think, you know, is still baby steps there. But I think this is kind of like laying the, the groundwork. It's like providing the highway for you to be able to add these automation capabilities and leverage all this automation in a way that you can deploy quickly and see the kind of impact. So I think yeah. that the massive productivity and, and the testing, I will say automation and the testing, the automation with the testing. Exactly. So that's what you see. That's why, you know, for us, this has been like a stepping stone into what we wanted to build, right? That's a great thinking ambition for sure. Dan? Yeah, I mean, for us, it's, it's, it's as much about making sure that people understand the accessibility of this. I mean, as you said, Cloudflare offer a free plan. They offer a certain number of worker requests for free now. Most enterprise businesses will be on a plan which allows heavy support, especially if you do uh, user, uh, if you specifically uh, filter by user agent token, which a lot of Edge SEO requests will need to be, especially with like pseudo logging, redirect, redirects for users, Googlebot, etc. Um, the important thing for me is also understanding that Lambda, um, also AWS, you can do Lambda at Edge, so you can do transformations there. Fastly, you also have a solution based on Wasm now as well, and Akamai Edge workers also exists with like the limitations Hamlet spoke of a few years ago, which Akamai had with regards to URL rewrites for content still being in there. They now have edge workers, which I think on the next release will pretty much be able to do everything that Cloudflare workers can do. And again, all run through a VA performance. Oh, well, sorry? Yeah, in October, they're, they're, they're yeah. 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 So it all, it's all coming together basic. Most websites of a certain size, most business certain size will have a CDN, not necessarily part as the optimization or speed stack, but as part of the, like, the sysadmin stack for security anyway, because that's the way it's been built. Um, so the opportunities are there, and it's just something that's definitely worth exploring that if we can't do... I mean, our role as SEOs is essentially to help businesses drive value and show ROI. And 
this just offers another avenue to explore and another avenue in which to do so where I mean, for example, I've just just done an e-commerce migration to SAP Hybris for a large number of SKUs, modern platform, very modern company, heavy advertising, can't handle that many redirects. So we do it on the edge, and that keeps a business taking over, keeps them moving, even though the platform and CRM are going. So it's kind of where we're starting to not become dev-likes, but as Dan Lewson says, but also just become more integrated into the wider stack and platform. That, this is amazing. I think it has gives mm -hmm. like a much better, wider, proper view about the, all the possibilities, right? Uh, regarding agency. Oh, some of the possibilities, yes. 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 Yeah, so. Thank you very much. And of course, if you want to learn more, please go and leave your comment below here in the video. If you have indeed any questions, any doubts, I'll tag Hamlet and Dan so they can answer any question or any doubt that you may have. If you want to test it out, check and take a look at Brandsense and Sloat, especially if you're already using uh, CDN. Thank you very much again for watching. And if you like the video, remember to like the video, to subscribe for more videos, of course, and uh, looking forward to share in the next Crawling Monday. Thank you very much, Hamlet. Thank you very much, Dan, again. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.